Welcome to the Perspectives with Catherine Toon podcast. Hello, everybody. This is Catherine Toon. Welcome to Perspectives with Catherine Toon. And we're going to talk about something very practical today. And it was kind of funny because I have, I usually have this running list of things that I'm meditating on or studying that, you know, I, I have to kind of pull out when it's, it's time to, uh, to have these. And, uh, all of the ones that I'd kind of been working on, they just had no zing. <laughs> they had zing at the time, but no zing now. And it was getting, really close to kind of like, I need to go on. Like, so, and I I was sitting there with Jesus and, you know, what are we doing? I was getting nothing. (laughs) And and then Robert is having problems. And now if you don't know Robert, Robert is my son. He's my youngest. He's so amazing. He's 16 and struggles with autism and just a lot of torment with that. And there's times when he's doing really good and times when he's struggling kind of like, oh, well, the rest of us, right? All of us. And particularly intense with that level of display. And I've got other kids that are suffering from stuff too. So it's just, you know, it's a thing. It's it's called life. But we were talking about uh, kind of some of the upsets that Robert was experiencing, uh, some of them involving bullying, some of them involving things that he has no control over. You know, what Amazon puts on its prime or what, uh, you know, I don't know, the government is doing or, you know, global warming or, you know, any of these, these things that, that there's limited control that we have. And so we're really talking about that. And you know what? There's evil things going on. I mean, there really is. Ding to ding ding. Um, and so, uh, it was kind of funny and I realized, you know what, this is what I'm supposed to be ministering on today. So thank you, Robert, for being amazing and, um, just being who you are so loving, um, but just struggling. And then also for God speaking through him, uh, because I thought like, you know what, this is a thing. This is not just Robert. This is us. This is humanity. Um, and so, you know, God just downloaded stuff, which is great. So yay. Um, so this is how this topic came to be. I'm calling it 12 helps for handling evil and wrong situations. And I think it's really important, uh, as a starting point is, you know, to recognize we have evil and wrong situation. They're just wrong. Like actually death is wrong. It's just wrong. You know, I understand, you know, we recover, we move through, we have hope against all that kind of stuff, but there's something intrinsically wrong. God has put eternity in our hearts, which goes to say that there's something in us that says death is wrong. And you know what? You're right. Death is wrong. (laughs) That's why it's the last enemy uh, put under Jesus's feet. He overcame death, hell, and the grave. So, um, so that's wrong. Um, The things that we do to one another. Uh, there's wrong. I don't have to list things, but you know, I, I mentioned something about Robert getting bullied. You know, I mean, that is just wrong. You know, taking this sweet, sweet, vulnerable young man and bullying him so that he's still traumatized and having to work through it. Well, that's wrong. You know, greed and government, this big power, um, you know, uh, power battles that are going on where it's about power, not the people. Okay. That's wrong. 
you know, sickness and disease is wrong. Cancer is wrong. There's so much wrong. And there's, and, and, you know, how we're treating people, um, is wrong. There's so many things, all the isms, right? Uh, you can come up with them yourself. These are wrong. And I think it's important to, um, look at it clear eyed and just call a spade a spade. You know, um, the truth that we know in our inner man will set us free. So we can't pretend that things are not wrong. Okay. We really do live in a fallen world. And I, you know, for some, there's some theological camps that are basically saying that it's not really that way. And I'm like, you are on crack. <laughs> it's like, I, I understand maybe you're just more spiritual than I am, but they're just wrong things. People are in pain. People are angry. People are confused. People are in bondage. People are tormented. And you know what? This is not new. And I think um, that's one of the launching parts that I'm, I'm going to launch out on. But I did uh, title this 12 Helps for Handling Evil and Wrong Situations. Um, uh, they're not in any particular order. I'm not giving you 12 Steps to Freedom. Just follow this and buy my book. <laughs> and you'll be free. So give me your money. So that's just annoying. So I'm not doing that. But I, I want to be helpful. Like, how can we be helpful? And there are definite things in the midst. Uh, you know, Jesus was not on crack either. I mean, you know, <laughs> probably not. He said, in this world, you will have tribulation. And we talked about this before, but I wanted to bring it out. Tribulation is not just the average bad hair day. No, tribulation means crushing and perplexity. It's the tribulum that crushed the grain. Okay. Um, and so, you know, we're not, we're not playing Pollyannish. We're not playing, oh, everything's just going to be all great. One of my, my, and if you say this, please understand my heart. But one of my annoying things is when people say it's all good. And I'm like, no, it's not all good. Really, it's not. Now, will things turn out good? Absolutely. Things things can totally turn out good. God is a God of redemption, but not everything is good. You know, I minister to a lot of people who are incredibly serious, diabolical issues, satanic ritual abuse with the whole thing to destroy someone's sanity so and keep them in bondage for life. Okay, this is not good. That's just evil. Okay, so they're evil things and we have evil and, you know, and that's just what that is. And so it just is what it is. So it's important not to pretend that, well, it's all good and, you know, butterflies and buttercups and, you know, forget that noise. That's just so not helpful. And it's actually a slap into the face to people who are suffering. And it's kind of delusional. Now, are, is there a transcendence? Absolutely. We're going to talk about the transcendence, but we need to start from where we're at. And starting from where you're at... Um, is calling a spade a spade. If you're angry, you're angry. If you're enraged, you're enraged. If you're crushed, you're crushed. If you're um, a destitute, you're destitute. I mean, you are, you just start from where you're at. And we have to do this because it, excuse me, if we're going to look to a God who redeems, he's got to redeem something. He's got to redeem something, right? It's not just all intrinsically okay. It's not okay, okay? But it will be okay. And, um, and so I, I just think we just need to be, so my, my first, we just need to be honest. We just need to be honest about where we're at. Okay. But with that honesty, we also have to be honest in the other direction. And that is, 
Okay, so this is bad, and it's really bad, and oh my God, it's so much worse. It's so bad. But in that, not everything is bad for eternity. And we have a choice, and this will help us if we are able to spin things. Now, I'm not saying, I don't mean a spinning in terms of denying things. We have so much spin going on. I just don't even turn on the news anymore because everybody's got a spin and it's like, wow, I just don't hear it. (laughs) I just get annoyed. Okay. Because, right. But we do have a spin that is a valid spin because all of this is in context with a God who is love, who is good, who is masterful and is redeeming all things to himself in, in, in the breadth of eternity. Okay. So we do have a spin that's actually valid. Now, if, you know, if you're, if, if, if you don't believe there is a God or probably you don't want to believe there is a God because you're pissed that he hasn't come through for you. Okay. Well, that's probably a good thing to be honest about. Um, but, uh, but that doesn't make it God not true. It just makes that's where your perspective is. So I'm not really, um, trying to, this is not necessarily for that crowd. If you just, if you don't want help, sometimes you're so pissed you don't want help. Well, chances are you're not going to be uh, listening to a 12 helps for handling evil in wrong situation. If you're just pissed and you want to be pissed and you know, that's okay. But there is a time where we kind of get past ourselves and we're actually ready to be productive. Okay. And there are ways uh, that will be productive. There are ways, you know, that we can practice some damage control in the midst of what's really bad. Well, let's not make it worse. Okay, it's too bad already. So let's be, let's at least not make it worse. So in the place where I talk about spinning the bad, I don't mean uh, spinning it and saying bad's not bad. I think it's really important to call a spade a spade, as I've already said. But spinning the bad so that not everything in all toto, for all eternity, in all circumstances is bad. In other words, okay, let's take something um, like a murder, okay? That's just evil. Like, it just is. And sometimes you just need to shut up about it and just sit in the tragedy and the awfulness. But at some point, you're going to need to get past that Because murder is not everything. The entire universe hasn't been murdered. Not every innocent person has been murdered. There are people in your life that are good that haven't been murdered. It does not take the full screen of everything for all time. So you start to spin. And a lot of this has to do with perspective. Okay. Um, And so those two are linked. Uh, When we get perspective... Uh, it's really important. Sometimes this is why sometimes it's really good to get outside yourself and start serving people uh, that are worse off than you in whatever capacity. And, and you know, if it's if a poverty thing, we'll go to someone who's more poor than you. If if it's a, an emotional depression, go to someone who's hurting more than you. If it's a loss, then go to someone who's lost more than you, whatever the deal is. Right. And so it's amazing what you can minister in the midst of, oh, my God, actually having problems. Okay, listen, you are not disqualified from ministering if you have problems. That would mean you'd have to have graduated to heaven, gotten a glorified body, right? You know what I mean? It's, right? That's humanity. <laughs> humanity is problems. Okay, I have problems. That does not disqualify me. 
As a matter of fact, there's a level of compassion that's helpful. And then as you're working through those, you develop some of these things. And these are some of the skills that I have learned and I minister to help people get into a place of hope. Okay. Get in a place of, well, life may not be totally perfect, but it's better. Things are actually tangibly better. So in the place where uh, get perspective, uh, one of the things with perspective is recognize, okay, um, that, you know, humanity is not spun out, strung out worse than it's ever been. This is a perspective across human history. And actually, we're actually getting better and better. I, I, I get that we have deplorable things. And we can sit there and, you know, pull them up and whatever. And there it's, that's valid. That's really true. But what is not valid is to say that humanity is worse than it's ever been. And the governments are more tyrannical than it's ever been. And depravity is more depraved than it's ever been. It may be more, um, we, it's more, uh, we have connection to it because we've got the internet. It's in our face all the time, right? Um, but perspective says that actually human, human history, we're actually getting better and better. And I have a, um, on my YouTube channel, I have, uh, talking about a, 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 a YouTube, um, teaching about just how things have actually improved for humanity over the ages. Actually, God is really doing something in redeeming things. And that will help you, uh, particularly if you, you watch too much news. <laughs> Turn off the dang news channel. Um, they've got to spin at whichever direction you have it. It's spinning. Um, and, and, and truly, um, like I, 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 I pay attention to that stuff until I start to feel like I'm going down and then turn it off. Okay. Um, because why I, I have to maintain my perspective and listen, what you look at, what you meditate on will control you. And I'm not going to have the crap of the world control me. Thank you. Okay. So general perspective over time, general perspective over maybe your situation. What's the situation? Well, you know, if you are depressed, well, you know what? Not everybody's depressed. Not everything is depressing. There is a perspective of how some people are actually happy and I've been happy. And even in my depressed state, sometimes I actually find myself happy against my will. You know, sometimes if you're mad and you, <laughs> and you just want to enjoy the mad or whatever, well, you don't want to hear anything. That's not that. And sometimes despite ourselves, because we are resilient in nature, we are champions. We find ourselves happy despite ourselves. I was, I was, um, talking to Robert again and he was like, he's just in this set hard phase and he's like, I'm just not happy anymore. And I'm like, I know, honey, I know you're really struggling right now, but it is temporary, but it's funny. And then I'll find him laughing and enjoying something. It's like, well, that kind of sneaks in there in the midst of your time, you know, and it's, this is true. We, we do tend to like to generalize and globalize and we can kind of be drama kings and queens. And you know what I mean? And, <laughs> and it's all things all time. No, it's not. It's not all things all time. It's right now. And it's really intense. And let's call a spade a spade, but it's not everything. It does not get to um, to uh, uh, swamp out reality. Okay. Um, so that's number one perspective. Number two is spin the bad. So in other words, well, this is really bad, but okay. So, you know, um, so it's like, this really sucks, but one way or the other, it's going to turn out good. Listen, if you will just say that to yourself um, and you have scriptural basis 
you know, God makes all things work together for the good of those who love him and are called according to his purpose. I think that may be one. Romans 8. Um, so, uh, so in that place, he's not saying all things are good. So let's just not be like pathetic and stupid. Like, no, all things are not good. Okay. But he can make those things. He can make the very things that were set up against you to destroy your life actually spin for your good. And God is the only one who can do that. It's amazing. And as, as we cooperate with him, we're empowered to do it, right? Because we're made in his image and likeness. So, um, spin the bat. If you'll just say, well, this really sucks and it just, it just does. We can have a moment of silence. We can do whatever we need, but one way or the other, it's going to be okay. One way or the other, it's going to turn out good. And I've got news for you and it is good news. And, and, and I'm not speaking gospel good news, um, but reflecting the gospel, you have survived so far. <laughs> if you will turn back and remind yourself of, oh my God, I have no idea how I made it through that. Right. I looked here. No, that wasn't going to work. Looked. No, that wasn't going to work. No, no, there was no direction that looked like it was going to be okay. And it is okay. And you've actually made it. You are a champion. So bottom line, if you've made it so far, you are going to make it. If you look at the things that you have overcome so far, uh, you have got the substrate empowered by God. And if you need a grid inserted that God needs to inserted well he'll do that like he's able to do that and willing and happy and he, this is what he does you will make it so far so you're you're spinning it so that this is bad this is bad we're not denying anything but you know what there is an option of how things can get better and i have gotten through some stuff and you've gotten through some stuff and you will get through this now you may need a lot of help Maybe the old ways that you coped aren't, aren't working for you, right? Well, okay, this doesn't mean there's not new ways, okay? <laughs> okay, God will provide for all our needs according to his riches and glory. That's not just, um, you know, cold, hard cash, although we vote for that and lots of it. <laughs> but um, he'll also give you strategies and, and, and bring people to you that'll give you strategies, bring circumstances, bring an article, whatever, lead you on the internet to something. Um, it's amazing. Uh, one thing that I already alluded to, number three, refuse to feed on the bad news. And I, I'm talking about journalism in general, because generally it's just like only, I mean, my recommendation is, you know, keep up to date with as much as you can. And when you start to feel like yourself getting really angry or really depressed, shut the dang thing off. Okay. There's other good news that you can feed on. Dang, dang, dang. It might have to do with Jesus. So um, there's that practical thing. But whatever bad news there was, whatever crappy thing that you got, because what we tend to do is is the places where we've really been harmed, we tend to perseverate on that. We go over it and over it and over it and over it. And we're trying to work it out in our minds. And, and, and the thing is that, and we do this because we're trying to make sense of it. And that's understandable. And a lot of times we're trying to make sense out of something that is senseless. Okay. And number two, we're trying to change the, um, the outcome, but it does not change. And so my, if that's a perseveration with the scenarios, if whatever you can do to stop yourself, no, I'm not going there. No, I'm not going there. No, I'm not going there. And, 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 um, switch your attention to something else. Okay. <clears throat> now with autism, perseveration is a real challenge. It's one of the real challenges they have. And so a lot of times 
what will help you something very practical, interrupt your own head. Okay. So sometimes one of the best things to do is change your scene. Like literally, if you will take your body and make it go outside. Okay. If you can, um, if the weather's okay, that forces you to redirect and it opens up possibility while it, while you're getting fresh air, while you're getting sunshine, while hopefully you're getting some exercise. If you're walking, whatever you're doing, it will help clear your head. And, and so, uh, you've got to interrupt the perseverate because the answer is not found in the problem. Okay. So I'm just going to say that one more time because I really, the answer is not found in the problem. Going through the scenario one more time, you're, the, the answers are not there. Now, if you want to ask Jesus to come into the scenario and minister to you there, that's something altogether different, but you just trying to rehearse it in your mind and perseverate and little, it, it will, it will make you crazy. And it actually will keep you stuck because the answer is not found in the problem. The answer is found in the answer who is addressing the problem. Okay. Um, so number four, know what you can control. And sometimes we just need to be honest. Like, you know, um, like, like, let's take politics, for example. I mean, vote. Okay. If there's something you need to contribute in the political realm, okay, do that. Okay. But you have no control over the governments. You have no, I mean, pray. Yeah, absolutely. I'm not, I'm not trying to be like a neggy butt, but I'm saying there's stuff that you cannot control because even in your prayer, God is not going to sit there and pin someone to the floor and wrench their arm behind their back and say, and tell them, say uncle. Okay. In response to your prayer, God does not violate people's will. And that's one of the, what that's, we love that until, um, God refuses to violate someone's will with someone who, who that, that was doing evil or something that we're mad about. So it's, it's a, it's a cross human. He does not do that. He will woo all that kind of stuff, but you know, he does not, um, stop evil intrinsically by forcing people against their will. Okay. He won't do that. And if, and if you're praying that way, um, ask the Lord how you should pray because you're probably going to get really frustrated and disillusioned with God because he's just not going to do it that way. Now he'll, he'll do all sorts of other, he'll, he'll do, he does. It's not like God doesn't answer evil. He doesn't answer it in the ways that a lot of times we'd like. And we have no control over that. What do you have control over? Well, let me just help you. You have control in your sphere over yourself, your actions, your attitudes, your reactions, your decisions, your well-being, okay? You are responsible and empowered by God for that. And that is incredibly powerful. So in other words, you may not have control over what's, you know, other than there are implementable things. There are things you can do, but you can't control people. People will do evil things, you know, and it, and for, uh, in the case of Robert, the bullying, that was evil. That was intended to tear down his soul, okay? That was intrinsically evil, okay? Don't have control over, I'm going to stop all the bullying, but you can, um, can, um, have control over how you respond to that, what you make it mean, what you allow it to make it mean. Um, and you know, uh, we have control over that. We can decide. And there, and there are pro, there are practical things that you do. I mean, by all means vote if you need to, you know, whatever, however you want to, um, uh, respond to things. There's certainly things you can do, but recognize that we do not have control over other people. God has given us self-control. That means we get to choose. 
And we get to be empowered to choose our own actions and our own attitudes, our responses, our reactions, our decisions and well-being. So I'm going to bring a scripture in here. Um, Romans 12, 19 through 21. I'm reading this in the Passion. It says, Beloved. Yeah, I, I love this part. Let's just sit and enjoy for just a second because who is he talking to? He's talking to the ones he loves. He's talking to you that you are beloved. And this is intrinsically something to empower you because you are beloved. He's not talking to you, well, rejected one, abandoned one, forsaken one, out of favor one, right? Right? Out, like what you're not in, okay? No, he's talking to beloved. Beloved, don't be obsessed with taking revenge, okay? And, and we need to be careful because in our fury, in our rage, that is, by the way, appropriate for the insult. We can get enraged. So the emotions are there. So we don't, we don't pretend the emotions aren't there. We just, they just don't get to be lured. They don't get to bully us. Fear may be there, right? Powerlessness, helplessness. Okay. Beloved, don't be assessed with taking revenge. So in your response to the crap that's happened to you and the people that maybe just their goal was to destroy you, or maybe honestly, maybe they just used you and threw, discarded you. Maybe you're just invisible and treated like a piece of crap. Okay. Whatever that is. Um, don't be obsessed with taking revenge, but leave that to God's righteous justice. Okay. Um, for the scriptures say, vengeance is mine, I will repay, says the Lord. Okay. Now let's pause there for a second. Because sometimes we feel that, you know, God, you are doing nothing about this evil. And we're really pissed off at God. And that is just an honest um, thing. And that needs to be dealt with relationally. Like if, 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 if you feel like God is unjust, you're going to be pissed off at him. It's going to be really hard for you to be at peace and receive what he has for you if you're pissed. And we've talked about this a lot. So that means you're going to need to come clean with the Lord. And what I mean by that is let it all out. Let your grievance out. It's like, I'm a better parent than you are. It seems like I'm a better person than you are because you, right. You know, whatever these lies are, it's not true, but it sure feels true. And you just need to do business. Now that's between you and the Lord and you have power over that, right? You have, you have the ability to do that. Um, so, uh, we, one of the things we need to realize is that God has a righteous justice. Okay. Now, if you go to the Old Testament, the Old Testament is all about sicking God on all the other people that are the bad people that, you know, like, I'm so good. So we're just sick God on, okay. God is number one. He doesn't play favorites with his kids. Okay. And number one, we've all sinned and fallen on that. And I'll just say that and fallen short of the glory of God, of who we are. We've all done it. We've all been let, we've all done evil things. Let's be honest. Okay. We've all done evil things. And so that's a level playing ground. That's why we, we, we count on and we live in his forgiveness and stripping off shame and not being condemned and all that. Well, that's true for every other person on the planet. And so, um, so this place where, because let me just say this, the people that we want to take revenge on, and, you know, I've been talking to Robert about that and, 
you know, and Robert in his rage has been like, he needs to be beat up. He needs to be, you know, whatever. And I'm like, well, that's probably not going to solve the problem. And that's actually would make you part of the problem. See, in our anger, we need to refuse to become like the evil that's harmed us. And when we take vengeance and allow that to root, having the feeling is understandable. That's just a feeling. It's when the feeling roots itself, when we perseverate on it, when we allow ourselves to get bitter and we want to act out on it. That's when this is a problem. Having the emotion is just, I think it's human because you've been harmed. Um, so we have to understand that God really does have a righteous judgment. So sometimes his judgment, seriously, and, and we have a lot of this is, you know, God's judgment is actually love and conforming us to love's kind. And sometimes that can be brutal. And sometimes that's just stretchy. It's kind of where we're at. And he will not leave any stone unturned. Okay. But it may take a while. And in my, my personal understanding, theologically, I believe that can happen after death. I'm not going to go into detail after that, but I do feel like God dealing with us um, does not stop during this lifetime in conforming us to the image of love. If I make my beds in the midst of hell, even there, you are there. Love is a consuming fire. Okay, blah, blah, blah. Um, I, I don't want to go off on a tangent, but we have to allow for the room for God to be God and us not to be God. And when we stand in judgment of God, we're just kind of being silly. Okay. Like we're not better than God. We're not holier than God. We're not more righteous than God is. We're not better parents than God is. We're not more lovely than God is. Okay. But sometimes it may feel that way. If that's what it is, then just do business with him. Let him minister to you. That needs to come out. It's just honest. He says, vengeance is mine. I will repay. Um, now, interesting, the wrath of God, I would say, is the or is the word orge, is that that relentless love that consumes everything that is not of love's kind. And you know what? If if there's wicked things that you have done, uh, God will address that. Now, he's not going to crush you. He's not going to destroy you. He's, I personally don't believe he's going to spin you out in eternal conscious torment, but he will there will be a, a a burning away of what's not love love kind, and that can come out tormenting if we're fighting against it. If you're leaning into it in the places where there's evil, wicked things kind of in your consciousness, or maybe you've done some evil, wicked things, and you're leaning, it's it's going to be painful, but it's not going to be tormenting in the sense that you're fighting. Uh, because what God is really doing is unveiling you and conforming you into His image. He's unveiling you in the image and likeness of Himself which is love. So everything that's not of love's kind, that sucker's going to go. And that's what his vengeance will look like. In verse 20, it says, and if your enemy is hungry, buy him lunch. <laughs> I'm sorry, I just think it's funny. Win him over with kindness for your surprising generosity will awaken his conscience. Listen, when we act lovely uh, to, to in, in, in ways that are lovely, it, it takes people off guard. It takes people off guard because they're expecting you to come back with them with both barrels. You know what I mean? And, um, and, and, uh, but when we're, 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 um, operating in love, what does that look like? Will we forgive our enemies? We're not saying what they did was okay, by the way. So if you forgive it, it's not okay. Let's be clear. Not okay. Okay. You're not saying it was okay. You're not saying, uh, it's okay to do again. 
you're just saying you can't pay me back. Okay, so when there's some sort of tragic thing that happened, the person that is responsible for that cannot pay you back for what they took, for what precious thing was trampled, was lost. And if you're looking for the perpetrator to pay you back, uh, you're looking at an impossibility. It is time to wake up and smell the coffee. The one who raped you when you were two cannot pay you back. The one that, you know, destroyed your business or ran off with your wife or cannot pay you back. They can say, forgive me. And sometimes they may. Uh, and you're going to have to be okay with whether they say that or not. Okay. It's nice if it happens, but it may not happen. Not on this side of eternity. Okay. So, um, so forgiving them means I am releasing you from having, from paying me back for something you cannot pay me back. And I'm looking to you, God, to pay me back for what only you can pay me back. And God will do that with interest. Okay. Um, so it says for your surprising generosity will awaken his conscience and God will reward you with favor. Okay. Never let evil defeat you, but defeat evil with good. And sometimes good seems wimpy, but I'm telling you any, any wimpy, um, um, uh, vision of how, of how good is wimpy, um, is a, is an illusion. Anytime, you know, a lot of times people think God is so wimpy, right? Well, God is love and love is the toughest eternal thing. It will outlast everything else. Now, faith, hope, and love remain, but the greatest of these is love. Love never fails. It will wear down everything. How masterful is God at? But sometimes it doesn't come in the, the, the clothing of kicking butt and taking names. And a lot of times we really kind of want God to kick butt and take names on our behalf. And I understand the impulse. I've been there, done that, bought the t-shirt. I kind of like forgone the t-shirt because kicking butt and, and making taking names may or may not be overcoming evil with good. You see, because a lot of times, sometimes what we want to happen is vengeance, which means that now we're part of the problem. Okay. And that's not how love works. So that means it's the toughest thing to let that, uh, to forgive and let God overcome that evil with good. Now, I, there's more to say here. I'm not, I'm not done with that, but we need to recognize this. We cannot make ourselves our own gods and we cannot act holier than the one that is altogether holy. That is delusional and it will lead you astray regardless of how well your intent was. Okay. Uh, this is just not the clothing that fits us and we become the evil that we hate. And you see this over and over and over and over and over in humanity when we allow ourselves to become bitter and, and not better. Okay. Um, when we allow that to happen and that is a choice, my friends, um, uh, we become the evil we hate. Okay. And then evil has won and you don't let it. There is a time when you need to become rebellious and this is one place to become rebellious. No, I will not. I refuse. I refuse. I may feel hatred. I may feel like I want to destroy them and hurt them back. I may feel, okay, those are feelings, but I, I am not that. That's not who I am. Those are feelings and I'm not going to bow down to those feelings and I will forgive. And sometimes that means you need to forgive over and over and over and that's okay. 
anytime it comes up because over time it actually will work. And I hear so many people, I forgave, but it didn't work. Well, you know what? You just probably need to forgive again. And I'm, I'm not trying to be, um, to blow that off. I'm just saying because all of that emotional energy is still there and God is in the process of healing that emotional energy. And when you, when, when you really have forgiven your enemy, you just, you see them and you don't hate them and you can actually see them through God's eyes. And that is such a transcendent, powerful, because now you're a part of good overcoming evil because now you can see your enemy through the eyes of God. And they were never your enemy. You realize that they were never your enemy. They just acted like it and, and harmed you. Okay. Um, so you need to know what you can control. And basically what I'm saying is you can control you. You can control the decisions you make. You can't control. Um, and the thing is, and, and we're not into witchcraft where we're trying to control other people, what other people do. Okay. Influence, yes. Manipulate and control, that is not a God. Okay, that's the sin of witchcraft, okay? And we're not going to sit God on people to manipulate people, okay? We're going to pray that he wins over their hearts because of what's happening as in that verse, it says that for your surprising generosity, you're generous to forgive, you're generous not to hold a grudge, you're generous not to insist on having vengeance, you're generous to, to, to give mercy, okay? will awaken his conscience. Okay, well, that conscience, who they are, they really are, will be awakened. And now uh, you've made something beautiful. You've redeemed something. Um, okay, so know what you can control. Five, provide space for possibility. And I've kind of alluded to this, that, you know what, there's a possibility of better things. There's the, po you know, sometimes when people are really depressed, they can't hear like real positive things, but what you can do is court possibility. Well, you know what? I may not feel this way forever for the rest of my life. I may not be stuck with this addiction for the rest of my life. I may not be, right? I may not be, allow for possibility. I may not be suffering with this hatred and this pain over this bullying episode for the rest of my life, I right? So allow, you start out with that. Okay. And then you can build on that. You can build on possibility, but you have to allow possibility. In the moment you give that there's a possibility, maybe this is not for all time. Maybe this is not for the rest of my life. Maybe this is not for every circumstance. Maybe there's hope, all of that. You allow and you can, for, so you can immediately open up and you start to feel more hopeful as you, as you, um, as you, as, as you look at possibility. Okay. Number six, take care of your physical needs. This is very practical. When you're going through a really bad time, this is the time to nurture yourself. Make sure you are eating decently. You don't, you know, I mean, granted, this may not be the time to go on a diet or whatever, but just eat decently. Don't eat so much crap that you feel like crap, okay? Um, get decent sleep. Do what you can with sleep hygiene to get decent sleep. Get your water, go for a walk, do something to move your body. It will help you. Um, practice some, you know, some quiet time. Maybe you just need to get away and shut yourself off so you can, the noise stops for a bit. Okay. Um, uh, get some sunshine, do some real practical things to take care of yourself in the midst. Okay. That will give you some bandwidth to cope with some really hard things. Okay. 
Um, and just sometimes you have to just choose to do those things. You don't feel like it, but it's good for you. And you are worth it, by the way. You are worth it to nurture yourself. So do what you need to do for yourself. Um, number seven, I've kind of already talked about this. Um, admit and give vent to intense emotions. As I said, when we are, when we've just been really devastated and harmed, we really have to admit that we are enraged. We really have to admit that we hate someone or something. We, these are intense. We're angry. And, you know, those emotions, um, you're not bad for having those emotions. They're just human. And so you need to find a place to give vent to those emotions. That doesn't destroy the world, by the way. You do that um, so you're not postal. Okay? Uh, so you don't uh, get strung out on drugs. You know what I mean? This is... Uh, so... Um, and, and you need a safe place to do that, but there, but that's something that needs to happen. So be seeking for that. I'm feeling it and I can't let it out. And so find, seek the Lord and just have him direct you to where there's a safe place. As I said, I used to go, um, in the swimming pool that we had. And, um, one time we had a swimming pool and, um, and I would scream at the bottom of the pool. Okay. That was my place. That was the only place I had. Okay. I'm saying there's some place, maybe a, a car drive, maybe a, a, a hike. Um, you know, Robert will scream into his pillow, whatever needs to happen. Those emotions do need expression. Okay. Allow yourself to cry and grieve. And you know, this is really important. The reason why you're feeling so angry is because something precious was lost. And, um, and that needs to be grieved. And, and if you don't grieve, you will be stuck. And so usually the grief comes up and all of that surfaces after the anger comes out, right? Because that's really what's driving it. Something precious was violated. Something precious was lost. Give yourself uh, a place to do that, to grieve for that. Um, you won't get, uh, you know, if you're, if you're bringing the Lord in it and letting him comfort you as you grieve, you will not get stuck. It may feel like it's a bottomless pit, but it's not bottomless. <laughs> I remember when I was in my teens and I was, you know, everything I cared about pretty much was devastated and I was very angry and I just felt this bottomless pit of grief. And, um, and I remember I said, well, I don't want to cry because I don't think I'll stop. And I was so pissed because my psychiatrist said, well, you know what? It's not endless and, and you will stop crying. I was so pissed. I'm like, you don't know. <laughs> but you know what? He was right, right? He was right. Um, and, you know, sometimes when things feel so overwhelming, it does feel en endless. But there is a, a, an end to your grief. There really is. And your loss. And the Lord is the one to entrust that with. Uh, number nine, uh, forgive. We've talked about this. And entrust to God. Like, you know what? You can't pay me back for what you stole from me. But you know what? I'm not looking to you. I'm releasing you. I'm forgiving you from that. And I'm looking to God to restore me. Forgiven and trust, forgiven and trust, forgiven and trust. God is faithful with what you entrust him for. Uh, number 10, let God do the heavy lifting. I have a whole chapter about this in my book. Uh, Mark by love. Uh, if that's of use to you, it will be of use to you, by the way, if you, if you want to go that way. Um, but, um, let God, in other words, lean on God, lean on him. He will empower you to do what you can't do by yourself. As you remain in me and me and you, you will bear much fruit. 
apart from me, you can do nothing. And then I put ask for practical action. So in the place where maybe there's a real injustice, right? They're really I'm like, ding, ding, ding. We have a problem. We can't sit around and do nothing. Well, ask the Lord for what your part is. What is your part? What is your part in practical action? So, um, you know, if there is an injustice, well, you know, maybe, um, you know, in Robert's case, he could form a, I want to contribute to other, I want to, I want to help other kids that have been bullied. That may be helpful. You know, um, there, there's a part where you can be part of the practical solution. So maybe say a horrible thing, your child got murdered. Well, how do I, am I on my part? Well, maybe I can help other parents who have lost children. You know, maybe I can, I can, um, you know, maybe there's a political thing I can do to, uh, to make sure that criminals aren't put back on the streets or, you know, I don't know, something, there's some practical thing that you can do and that will help it redeem it for you, uh, in your, um, in your sphere. You know, for me, um, because there was so much abuse in my background and there was incest and it was so devastating and all that kind of thing. And been through a lot of stuff. Well, one of the ways that God has, has one of the ways, and there's been so many where he's made, created beauty for ashes is the fact that I coach people to help them navigate through. And I see just over and over and over and over the glorious upgrades that people can have on the other side. If, if they will do the work, if they'll do the work, there's just glory, like God's ability to redeem things is breathtaking. And so for me, um, and being ministering to you, I mean, doing this is part of my recompense. Why? Because I'm able to minister things that will help you. Um, and, and, uh, that's like part of my recompense, right? As I see people set free, as I see people empowered, as, as I see people overcoming evil with good, as I see people standing up for righteousness, not in self-righteous ways, but in holy life-giving ways that are beacon for people who are hungry for it, right? That's part of my recompense. And God has practical things for you. And a lot of times um, your um, your calling, whatever, will stem from the places that you've had to go through, the injustices that you have had to endure um, as long as, as you handle them rightly. It's really important to forgive. It's really important to be freed from it uh, so that you don't have this unholy agenda, okay, this vengeance agenda, um, that it's really looking like love. And that takes a lot of work. But you know what? God will equip you and endow you, empower you to do the work. So anyway, I hope this has been pop, uh, popular, helpful. Maybe it's popular. I don't care if it's popular or not. <laughs> I don't know where that came from. I hope this will be really popular. I hope this has been empowering, um, a P word, um, and helpful for you today. Share this with someone who needs it. Uh, we really do need practical helps in our place of intense, intense plant pain. So we don't become part of the problem uh, that we hate, but we, we are able to overcome evil with good and have this transcendent life-giving thing that people can partake of and join. And that is amazing. You are amazing. And I hope you have an amazing day. Bye-bye. Thanks for joining us on this episode of Perspectives with Catherine Toon. For additional information and resources, please visit catherinetoon.com.